Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Today we're talking Netflix, comedy, and a whole lot of penises, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin ladies and gentlemen what you're hearing right now is the theme song to netflix's big mouth which is one of the shows we'll be reviewing today here on tv pilot reviews which is a show where we look at hollywood's hottest new pilots and let you know what we think whether or not you should pass or play uh guys my name is jeff graham if you want to find me online you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. I wasn't here last week, but my two amazing co-panelists held it down. Hey guys, I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And you guys can hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at TV for Twitter and at D'Angelo for Instagram. I'll say that that song is so soulful without seeing the uh, vaginas and stuff flash by <laughs> doing the intro. I'm like, oh, I actually like this song. <laughs> I really like it too. I was wondering if it was Duke Ellington because he's such a big part of the show. A good which is a minor spoiler, but not too much. Ladies and gentlemen, before we start the show, I want to tell you about something very, very exciting. Starting next week on Wednesday, October 11th, the most insanely addictive new show of the fall is here on The CW. It's the highly anticipated series premiere... Of Dynasty. Have you seen the original Dynasty? It's one of the most iconic shows of the 80s. The fashion and fight scenes alone are legendary. And the CW's version of Dynasty is already getting some major love from critics. You will not be able to get enough of the drama and the surprises. It's from the producers of Gossip Girl on the OC, so you know it won't disappoint. The Carringtons are the family that has it all. Their business is literally power, and they'll do anything, that's right, anything, to get more of it. Blake Carrington rules the dynasty, by all means necessary, including manipulating his own kids, Fallon and Stephen. Fallon Carrington is ready to take over the family business and the world, but she's in for a big surprise. Cue Crystal, her father's equally ambitious and gorgeous young fiancé. Get ready, because the women on this show are bosses. They're not fighting for a man, they're fighting for business, and they're fighting for family. For the Carringtons... That's the same thing. Don't miss the series premiere of Dynasty Wednesday, October 11th, after the season premiere of Riverdale, only on The CW. Um, And before you guys start the show, I should let you know, this is going to be a very R-rated show. If you couldn't tell off the top, we've already said both penis and vagina. (laughs) Um, It's very bodily, this show, which, you know, that's not necessarily inappropriate, right? Men have penises, women have vaginas. We shouldn't be ashamed. Just put your kids away. Yeah, just put your kids away. (laughs) Or That's the big conversation we'll have is, um, the show Big Mouth, which we're talking about, is all about middle schoolers um, and the horrors of the puberty experience, but it's definitely not for middle no, schoolers. No, <laughs> it's like Doug on horny steroids yeah. a little bit, yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and start talking about the show. Our goal today, guys, is to actually cover two pilots. Um, they're both comedy, so there's not too much to talk about. They're both on Netflix. The first show we're talking about is called Big Mouth, which just came out last Friday. But we're also going to be talking about um, American Vandal, starring the famous-ish Jimmy Tatro, yes. which aired about a month ago. Um, but the shows actually share kind of a lot of similarities, and I think their approach to comedy. And, penises. And especially <laughs> penises. Um, so we'll talk about both. But let's go ahead and get started by talking first about Big Mouth. Um, before we do that, how are you guys? Good. 
good. good. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to see you guys. It's yeah, been a, week. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Um, okay, so let's talk about the show. Big Mouth is a new show on Netflix. It aired on Friday. That would have been, what, October like 1st? Mm-hmm. I should know. Nope, nope. That, that was September 29th. September 29th. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. 4.30 um, of... Yeah, or one of you can one let us know in the comments. Two. When did they? I know my birthday was the second, which was on Monday, so that meant it was on the 29th or 30th. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first question I'll ask before we dive in, because we're talking about Netflix shows, are you guys big Netflix fans? Yes. Yeah. I love Netflix. They produce good content, definitely. I really, I think they do too. And for me, both of these shows, I think, are pretty good. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about our specific opinions, but. We'll go around. The first thing we do, just so you guys know, is we kind of give you our pass or play. We give you our overall reaction to the show, spoiler-free, and then talk about the development. And then after that, we do get into spoilers. So just so you know, um, we're going to start with spoiler-free reviews, but we'll warn you before we get into the spoiler part. I'll start. Um, I thought Big Mouth was really, really good. Um, I will say, I had very high expectations for this show. Mm. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are two of my favorite comics of all time. I've actually seen both of them live, so I've been following the development of Big Mouth for a very long time. Did you see their Broadway show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. I saw Oh Hello at Largo this summer before... That's actually, awesome. that was last... A year and a half ago before it went to Broadway, which is kind of cool. Um, it's also on Netflix, just so you guys mm-hmm. know. Um, but I really think the show's pretty good overall. I will say we're supposed to only watch the pilot, but I ended up yeah, watching too. ahead of yeah. it. Um, I think it's incredibly inappropriate. Um, and I think it's definitely not going to be a show for everyone. So for those listening, we'll kind of talk about who might like this show and who might not. Uh, but for me, I think they've really found their tone, and they're really going for it, and they are not holding back, which I think is important in the execution of the comedy of this show. So I really like the show. For me, it's a definite play. How about yeah. you guys? Uh, it's a play for me, too. I'm a big fan of Nick Kroll specifically, but also John Mulaney. But I I can always tell when it's Nick's voice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I might have a crush on him or something. Um, I thought it was really funny. I'm not a big fan of animated stuff in general, but this it doesn't keep my attention, which is funny because it's supposed to be made for children. But this caught my attention, and I thought some of the jokes were so funny and just very, like, crisp. Like, they were very, like, you could tell they worked really hard on writing some of these jokes. And yeah. even some of the throwaway jokes. Yeah. I really appreciated that about it. Uh, yeah, play for me as well. Um, it's like that Family Guy raunchy type humor, mm-hmm. which I love, personally. I love it when I experience it in the, in the beginning, because Family Guy, I'm kind of over. But, like... It was just in a re- refreshing way from an inter- interesting perspective, and it, I like definitely laughed out loud, funny. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to like I want to contrast it to even though it's gonna be a little difficult to the mayor and like how some of the jokes that they did in this show like which could be offensive, but how it like came across in a different way. Yeah. That made me okay with it. Um. That like I think they accomplished very well. Well, and I just want to add this too. As a female, you would think that this would generally be a very male show as far as the audience is concerned, but. I don't know. When I was younger, I, I would always ask the questions that they semi-answered. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what really happens to young boys, but I've always been like, what? Like, do they just get boners in class? <laughs> like, are they just going to the bathroom and jizzing in the toilet? I swear, I think I had those actual questions. Well, and I don't want to give away too much, but if you keep watching the show, the women definitely get their turn. Oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes, next. Which yeah, I really, I really appreciate. Me I mean, um, we'll talk about the creators in just a minute, but it's mostly men who created the show. There is a woman on the four-person creating team, and uh, the writer's room has women. And I think for the most part, it's kind of a nuanced complicated portrayal of both 
teenage boys and teenage girls. Puberty. For puberty. That's So for those who don't know, this doesn't give too much away, but the show really is an unfiltered look at the horrors of what it's like to really go through puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of shows will kind of touch on this, like Degrassi mm-hmm. or, you know, but they don't really talk about, like, the nitty-gritty the actual changes, of, yeah. like, your actual body. Yeah. And this show is so cringy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you guys who don't like cringy, uncomfortable humor... Don't watch this show. (laughs) I didn't think it was that cringy. I don't know. I just thought it was like a little bit just honest. It was raunchy for sure. Uh, But the cringe factor wasn't so much uh, discomfort with the humor, it was just a discomfort with how spot on the (laughs) horrors of being a teenager are. Yeah, it was mostly about male puberty, so I guess I don't, I didn't feel cringe. Just wait till till the next episode. Uh, yeah, I haven't it seen it yet. Back and forth. Oh God! Okay. Tell me if you agree, D'Angelo. But the cringiness was more just like the the worst nightmares of what it's like to be twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. The things that you kind of post traumatic stress disorder get rid of in your mind. <laughs> yeah, this show like puts on stage. I mean, it was spot on. I didn't cringe. It was raunchy. I was just like, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you, you kind of have those moments of yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Or things like that and I think it was um, I, yeah it was just it was very relatable it's it's funny though just it being a, sh- a show for middle about middle schoolers but it, it's very plainly or it feels like very plainly for adults so for like sure reminiscing almost yeah and I'll be interested to talk about that because it is an interesting approach to take given the subject matter yeah. I think for me middle school is just kind of a rough time I don't know if you guys can tell or you're surprised but middle school Jeff was kind of weird <laughs> dude that was the worst time of my middle life middle school sucks yeah. man middle the freaking worst well that's there's a specific moment this is I wouldn't say too spoilery but we're kind of starting to move in there but there's a specific moment when Nick Kroll's character is like this is so embarrassing and John Wayne goes everything is so embarrassing <laughs> and it's that kind of just could sort of touched on the sweetness of the show mm-hmm. I think we'll get into it but it's like very uncomfortable and very vulgar but I think it's also a really sweet show yeah, yeah. and it's got a very big heart I think mm-hmm so let's talk about the development of the show. This is an original show, and there's actually four creators, um, which I think is rare that TV has that many. Yeah. You know, typically it's one or two. Um, but the creators of this show are, of course, Nick Kroll, very famous comic, um, had a great Comedy Central show called Kroll Show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watched that. Um, also, Andrew Goldberg, who... Um, yes. Uh, bring up what I'm trying I know that he's so done I, so much I had a minute of Evan Goldberg who writes with Seth Rogen right, well he does a lot of the sci-fi or no 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 sorry he's the comedy writer with Seth Rogen yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Goldbergs in Hollywood <laughs> yeah you know us Jews guys and uh, you yeah. know I'm one of them <laughs> absolutely we'd love to just climb up that ladder <laughs> uh, but Andrew Goldberg actually doesn't have a ton of credits but he was a family guy writer so I think, D, you mentioned some of the Family Guy influences. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably his contributions. And this is interesting. The last two writers are a writing team, a married couple named Mark Levin and Jennifer Flackett, whose writing credits include two movies, um, Madeline and Wimbledon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not right. what I expected, but hey, good for them. Versatile, I guess. I kind of wondered if maybe they were the story people. You mm-hmm. know, like you've got to influ- like include stakes and narrative. And- yeah. They must know story. That's really random, though. It's not like they were working in animation. Yeah. That's relationship building, just like kind of, who who knows? They might have always had that passion. Yeah, they've always wanted to write about penis. (laughs) Yeah, I would always love, I always love to know those stories, though, because it is very random. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So let's talk about this cast. The two lead kind of young middle school guys are Nick Birch and Andrew Globerman, played by, um, respectfully, Nick Kroll 
And John Mulaney, that's the term, right? When you say respectfully, you go in the order of the thing you just said. I support you, I do. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then we also have the kind of lead female character played by Jesse Klein, who I don't know that well, but is great on the show, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have Jason Manzoukas, who I love, playing kind of the bro named Jay. I love The League. Yes. It's one of my favorite shows. I love The League, too. Um, my favorite performance on this show is Jenny Slate, who's playing the nerdy girl, Missy. Yeah. Oh, is that your favorite? I want to know your favorite, too. I have uh, my favorite is um, and then of course my favorite part of this show oh and just so you guys know we're getting into spoiler territory but there are two kind of villains in this show and they're the male and female hormone monsters <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. my favorite so, so funny so for those of you guys who are wondering basically all of the awful things that we do during puberty are egged on by sort of the embodiment of puberty itself mm-hmm. that they call the hormone monster mm-hmm. um, those are respectively <laughs> played by Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph and finally we have the ghost of Duke Ellington, played by Jordan oh, Peele. My goodness. Yeah. Was this some of the mayor stuff you wanted to talk about? D was sort of the way they uh, were. Yeah, okay. that, that, my brain got there. Yeah, I uh, would love to kind of hear your take on like. First of all, I mean Jordan Peele, I love. Yeah. Like, I think he's one of the preeminent African American voices in entertainment right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Get Out was my favorite movie, and just one of year. the biggest voices in entertainment in general. In general. He's freaking taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of specifically you, D, if I could ask, like, what your whole take on this Duke Ellington thing kind of is. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, you this, this show set the precedent that everyone is going to get offended one way or another yeah. in this show. Uh, but it's like, it's kind of for a purpose loosely. Um, and like, it's it kind of goes under that uh, family guy umbrella of just like, we're, we're doing this, sometimes we're doing it to make a point, sometimes we're doing it to make you laugh. And so I think the reason that in this case, when they're, with their portrayal of Duke Ellington, I wasn't offended is because of the style of humor. One, it actually made me laugh, yeah. as opposed to the mayor. <laughs> but then also, um, the the show's voice, it, it's, it's, it's kind of in that umbrella of, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, you're going to be offended in the show. Like, right. we're going to make you laugh. The mayor, uh, with comparison, I don't know if they were trying to offend. I don't know what the goal was, <laughs> yeah. necessarily. We sort of the talked vision. about Yeah, the how... lack of vision, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, when you're coming in a show, if I watch Family Guy and I'm like, I'm going to message Seth MacFarlane and be like, I'm offended that you said this. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, this is family guy. This right. is what we do. Yeah. And so it, I think the vision of the show being so clearly made it like, okay, and it gives them a lot more permission mm-hmm. yeah, to take and their liberties. Every person goes through puberty. Right. We've all been through those awkward middle school years, even if we were the cool kid. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I wasn't. I, I know Jeff wasn't. As he's, <laughs> I don't know about you, D'Angelo. Shockingly. <laughs> But, I mean, I think every person can relate in some way. And even those fantasy, you know, sequences, it's funny. And yeah. it's just, it's very, very well written. It's very well written. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this writing. To me, the thing I love about this show is it really does not hold back. Not I think, like, and I think Netflix is doing a good job of this. And if we're going to compare this to The Mare, which was the first comedy we reviewed, we talked about how the show didn't really seem to pick a lane. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know if it was making big enough choices to really distinguish itself. And this show is certainly making big choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very, very deliberately raunchy, broad spectrum of humor. And I think nothing is off limits in the show. Well, I think it's an interesting point just in general. You know, if you're working at a network versus working at Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, there are certain restrictions put on you. And I'm sometimes I feel bad for, for the networks at this point because they have so many restrictions put on mm-hmm. them. And Netflix does not. So yeah. I think, of course, they make better content. Yeah, because they don't have to adhere to, like, FCC regulations. Yeah. and. 
Absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about, we've talked about like the hormone monsters, we've talked about Jordan Peele. What do you guys think of Nick Kroll and John Mulaney playing Nick Birch and Andrew Globerman? How do you guys feel about their performances? I love it. It's <laughs> really great. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, even, I mean, because I'm cheating because I went ahead a little bit, yeah. but uh, just to see how they tackle certain issues mm-hmm. at that age. I think it was very clever. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'm trying to not spoil it. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. I think, like, all of the performers really are doing a great job. I think they've done a great job with casting. It's interesting. You mentioned Nick Kroll's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, one minor problem I have with the show, and I think this is even in the pilot, is Nick Kroll is voicing, like, four characters on the show. Yeah. And I don't think he's doing the Seth MacFarlane thing where they all sound unique. Mm. There, it, there was a part of me where I was like, he's trying to be Seth MacFarlane. Yep. And, um, you know, it's I'm like, that's Nick Kroll. I love that dude. So I loved all of his characters, but mm-hmm. I'm a sucker. I am a huge fan of his. But I totally understand where you're coming from on that. Yeah, I mean, I love Nick Kroll, too, but it's just tough for me because, like, the... Even, like, his character in The Gym Teacher... He's in the pilot, right? This is bad because I watched ahead of it. Oh, uh, yeah, The Gym Teacher was in the pilot, yeah. So he's voiced by Nick Kroll, and I just really have trouble... There's also one of the female kind of popular girls is voiced by Nick Kroll. Yeah, that one. And to me, he's not doing quite the job he needs to as a voice actor to really make each of those three characters stand out. Interesting. I mean, me not being as familiar with him, I don't think I had a moment where I was like, oh, I think that sounds like another character. So maybe because of you guys' familiarity with his work and his voice, that That gives you that insight. Uh, Well, that's good to know. I mean, on Kroll's show, which is his Comedy Central show that was a short-lived but really, really wonderful, Mm -hmm. he played a lot of characters, and maybe having the visual accompaniment of wardrobe and costume helped get me out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But that would be, like, my only minor kind of note about the voice performances that I sort of have trouble with. But I think for the most part, I'm really, really loving these performances. I'm especially loving Jenny Slate as Missy, the nerdy girl. I think she's kind of my Nick Kroll, Sam, where I've just been a huge Jenny Slate fan yeah. for a long time. So We have crushes. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I'm trying to remember if this scene happened uh, where the parents of... <laughs> Fred Armisen. Yeah, and they're talk, they talk about they talked about oppression or something like mm-hmm. that right before they made love. And I thought, I loved how absurd that, that scene was. It kind of, uh, that was one of those examples of humor kind of making a point yes. um, that I really enjoyed. And there's a lot of generational comedy in this show, mm-hmm. which South Park does this too. And mm-hmm. I think this show does owe a lot to South Park. Yes. I don't know if you guys are South Park fans, mm-hmm. but sort of where there's a sense of almost the kids being the voices of reason and yeah. the parents being the wacky ones. Yeah. yeah. I think like that's a little bit of this show. And also the fact that this is an adult show run by children, right. Right. essentially. I right. mean, as far as the main characters mm-hmm. are concerned. The mm-hmm. parents are secondary. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Um, so it sounds like we're liking the characters overall. Uh, we're liking the writing. I think what, to me, we always kind of talk about like the themes of these mm-hmm. shows. I think, to me, the reason this show is such a win is because it's so thematically focused. Yeah. I think if this show were to just be about what it's like to be in middle school... It wouldn't be working because the comedy wouldn't really be purpose-driven. Yeah. But I think because the show is, like, specifically about changing bodies, yeah. it's really working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree with me? It's very focused. I mean, just from the... <laughs> I mean, I remember the hard cut of his penis that we saw, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this is what we're... I need to be prepared for anything. Yeah. yeah it just... It was... It was it was very quick in setting a precedence and having a vision. 
There yeah. was one part where I rewound it because I was laughing so hard, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" It was when the penises were dancing, and I think singing, oh and then God, one of them yeah. had to pull, tried to sing too, and it wouldn't come out because he was uncircumcised, so he had to pull the skin down. <laughs> wait, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, "Wait, what? Is that what I thought it was?" <laughs> and I, and it, I, it's absurd, but as far as the animation is concerned, I mean, how creative and specific. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, like that's what I mean. Is this show is weird first of all and it doesn't hold back and I really think I mean like the more you watch the show the more you realize like it really is about the essence of the puberty experience Mm -hmm. I mean like each episode kind of tackles another in the same way that South Park kind of tackles current social issues Big Mouth is very focused on what it's like to have your body go crazy on you yeah Um, and that's I think the element of sweetness about this show that I really like is despite all of the horrific things that are happening to these teenagers they're kind of relying on each other's friendships to get through it Mm -hmm. yeah Um, which I think is really kind of nice yeah that's the cute factor yeah yeah Yeah. I mean okay this is uh, well you know what I'm starting uh there was a point when I was a young girl, my best friend, still my best friend to this day, I was like, why are you growing hair and I'm not growing hair? Mm-hmm. And I feel so weird. We were listening to the Spice Girls and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I'm, I was jealous. She was like, don't be jealous. <laughs> and, it happens. And like I completely <laughs> related yeah. to that, to their friendship. Mm-hmm. Like even as a girl, I mean, we all go through it, guys. We all go through it. Um, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because... That's been one of the interesting conversations around this show. We've kind of been dancing around it, but the show is featuring and is about middle schoolers, but it's very much a show for adults. Um, Do you guys think the show has, like, an audience problem? Not at all. No? Because I don't think it was broadcast to middle schoolers. Yeah. I think it was very clear who they were going for. Because we're all enjoying it. I mean, even if you're 80 years old, you could look back and be like, oh, those days. (laughs) The thing that's interesting is there's... 10% 10% of me that thinks like it would be good for kids to see this in a sense. I be... would probably show it to my children, but you know. <laughs> see, that's what I was thinking. Is I like, was like high schoolers, not middle schoolers. Because well, I feel like there's maybe. something kind of educational. Like it, there is kind of a, a sense of safety of like we know how hard it is. But like it would never be appropriate. Yeah. For no. I mean, they probably were watching it anyway. But yeah. Um, one of the interesting conversations sort of related to this is that it's getting a lot of backlash because people are saying it's completely inappropriate to show children's bodies in this sense. I mean, D'Angelo mentioned we see like an, hard a cartoon looking, yeah. penis yeah. of probably, what, a 13 or 14-year-old boy. Everyone's like, this is child pornography. <laughs> I, I don't, I, what do you guys think about that conversation? I don't think so. Right. I, I, I kind of get where that middle of America or something uh, theme is coming from, but this mm. is not on network television. This is something you have to subscribe to, which right. is Netflix and pay yeah. for, and your children, you know. I don't know. I, I don't think so at all. I found it funny. Right. I think it penises was, I mean, are funny. It was disturbing, but it was supposed to be, and it was funny. I mean, I was like a bust out. It wasn't even like a, oh, I just saw a little kid's penis. It's, anim- it's an animated show. You get right. liberties with I told you, show. I laughed my ass off when the uncircumcised little <laughs> yeah. thing ran and it was like, Bleh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, the show is anything but sexual. You know what I mean? Like, it's, or it's anything but erotic. You know what I mean? Yes, even that's though, yeah. Sexual, though, but not erotic. Yeah, even though it's very focused on, you know, this, the sexual coming of age that every teenager goes through, yeah. mm-hmm. there's nothing erotic about the show. It's very uncomfortable, it's very awkward, and it's, I kind of get 
grossed out by people who are claiming it's pornographic because I'm like, what are you reading yeah. about this show? Yeah. It's, I feel like it's saying something more about the people who have a problem with it than it is about the actual show. Well, my question is just because something is animated, does that mean it's for children? Not oh, anymore. Not, no. I mean, like, ever since The Simpsons, that's out the window. Yeah, that changed. You know? So then get over it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let us know what you think. I mean, like, that's the opinion of this panel, but for those yeah. listening, if you disagree with us, we've definitely had some detractors on our coverage of The Mayor. Mm-hmm. Let us know, especially if you watch the pilot. Do you think the show goes too far? Do you think the show goes far enough? Do you think the show has an audience problem? And do you think the show is pornographic? I mean, these are interesting conversations, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think in the comments. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the moment of the show where we rate out of five what we think. Oh, one to five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. D'Angelo, we've been doing this show for three weeks. Buddy. I thought we were doing <laughs> one to ten. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally I forgot. Did. You're totally um, Okay. You guys go first. I need to think. Uh, I'm going to just think of 4.5. I really liked it, and I think it knows exactly what it is. I'm giving it a 4.5 as well. All right. Well, I'm going to be different. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still, like, it's not a five. But I like I might go a little higher, like four point seven. Yeah, oh. it's it's very good. It's very very good. Cool. So we like the show, you guys. Yeah, we like it. Um, and we we don't like every show. Check out our review of the mayor if you yeah. don't believe me. God, <laughs> I feel bad now for the mayor. I don't. Do it's better. Do better. It's you. We're tuning in because we have opinions, and we want you guys to have opinions too. And let us know what you think. Um, here's the thing. Something I was talking about with my roommate. We've been watching this show together. Do you think the show has runway? Because it is very specifically about a very specific time in your life. Do you think a season two, pardon me, is doable? What do they tackle, you know? Yeah, well, that's the beauty of animated, too. Like, and they can be in middle school forever. Yeah. You know? They don't have, right. have to age. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just wonder how many, like, puberty stories there are to they tell. They go through, yeah. But uh, I guess South Park's made it last for 17 seasons. Yeah. True so. that. I was kind of thinking it'd be fun to see different stages of life, you know? Hmm. Like, what it's like to, you know, your freshman year of high school. and yeah. I just think the overall theme of this, I love it, is that it's awkward puberty, yeah. and yeah. that is what makes it so funny, to yeah. me, at least. That is why the show is special, I yeah. think. I think you're right. Um, okay, cool. Well, any other last-minute thoughts regarding Big Mouth? I just want to fuck freaking talk about <laughs> American Vandal. <laughs> we warned. We warned everyone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um yeah, let's get into it. So the next pilot... Oh, and let us know if you guys think we should cover this as an after show. Yeah, yeah if you think. absolutely. Um, so the next show, we're talking about another Netflix show that actually aired about a month ago. Um, I bet some of you guys have seen it and some of you haven't, but this is a show called American Vandal. Um, American Vandal is a mockumentary mm-hmm. that is a very, very cutting parody of true crime. Mm-hmm. And sort of the true crime phenomenon of shows like The, the Nick, uh, not The a, Nick, no, um, making The Jinx, a murderer, Jinx, Making a Murderer, Serial, mm-hmm. you know, this whole phenomenon. And the show is about not a murder, but a <laughs> um, vandalism crime where someone draws spray painted penises on the cars of the entire school's faculty. Mm-hmm. What, would, what did you guys think of this show? I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is absurdly stupid. Yeah. I'm not watching this. <laughs> and I'm, I didn't think I would enjoy it. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it, but it's, it is still absurd. I still say the same things about it. Yeah. yeah. So I said, it's absurdly stupid. I'm watching this. <laughs> um, I mean, when I first saw the trailer a few months ago, I thought that that itself was like a joke yeah. and it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And then I, when I realized it was an eight, part series on Netflix I just about I mean lost it I was so excited <laughs> are you a true crime fan yeah okay <laughs> I'm a big true crime fan I listen to so many podcasts yeah. and documentaries 
and I love comedy, and I mean, I have brothers, and you know. Are you guys pass or play? Uh, play for sure. I played all of it, yeah. so yeah. I'm a play, but I'm not like a rousing play. Like I'm gonna watch the second one, but I don't know if I'm quite as far along in terms of my enjoyment of the show as you guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny, and I also agree that it's wonderfully dumb. I mean, like the show is deliberately stupid and it's yeah. borrowing from a lot of shows that I like. I mean, I think of like What Hot American Summer. Yeah. I love the movie and the Netflix show. For fans of Christopher Guest, think Spinal Tap, think Best in Show. That's kind of the tone we're going for. Um, but overall, I wasn't laughing quite as much as I was hoping I would be. There was a couple big laugh out loud moments for me. I think what's really making the show work is its commitment to trying to nail every single trope of a real true crime documentary. Mm-hmm. The music, the editing, the moments. Bullet points. Yeah, the bullet points, the narration, the diagrams. That stuff is really impressive to me. And I think that's the reason I'm a play, but maybe not quite as much as you guys. So, okay, not to, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but like as you progress, you kind of get, you laugh at the fact that you're attached to this stupid, stupid mystery. (laughs) But also, you notice the little things in the show, like the credits at the beginning are the characters of, yeah. of the documentary. You know, it's like uh, oh. Peter Maldonado or what? Uh, yeah, something like that. He, you know, directed it and they have the characters <laughs> actually. As part of the, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to you, Jeff. Like, I, after watching it, I'm a little invested. Mm-hmm. But it was like compared to Big Mouth, where I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta catch another mm-hmm. episode." It's not one. Of, it was like, "Okay, well, maybe I'll revisit this. Right. Maybe I won't. Maybe I can just hear someone tell me what happened, and it'll be just enjoyable." No, right. yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, it, that's where I am. Though. No, yeah. it's just funny. It just, <laughs> I, I just think it gets funnier, and I, I don't know. That kind of humor to me, it, it makes me laugh a lot, and mm. I just think the way that they did it, especially probably because I like true crime podcasts and documentaries and TV shows and I love silly comedies and I mean that dude uh, what's his uh, Jimmy Tatro is the lead of the show he delivered yeah he's doing great let's go ahead and talk about um, you guys I literally am looking at his photo on the screen and I'm laughing (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about these performances Um, I will say Jimmy Tatro is great in this role Um, Jimmy Tatro is famous-ish I mean some people know who he is some people don't he was in the same fraternity as me, so that's like how huh. I was familiar with him. Because um, he got kind of got famous on making fun of frat guys. Yeah. Um, and he's playing that character. I mean, right. like, obviously, if you have the voice and the look of this guy, it's hard for me to imagine getting cast as anything but Dumb Jock. Mm-hmm. But I think he's turning in a nice performance in this show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I believe him. Um, we're kind of getting to spoiler territory now, guys, but um, basically he's playing the accused. Every single true crime documentary has, you know, the person did he or didn't he. Mm-hmm. And everyone, just because of his history, you know, he's an, a historic dick drawer. They assume that he is the one who committed the crime. So he's pulling off a nice performance for you guys. I I think so. And I also love that in a lot of these true crime documentaries, podcasts, what nobody says, because it's always about such a serious topic, is that maybe this person did it or did not do it because they're stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, they couldn't come up with yes. the brains to pull this crime <laughs> oh, yeah, off. Yeah, that, that was the hilarious when that did come out. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and like, and he is plays like, wait, yeah, no, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> that was very funny. He plays dumb very, in a very smart way, yeah. I think. But it's, clearly he's not. Yeah, right? I mean, it's almost like you, you're feeling bad for an eye. 
personally started to root for him. I was like, oh man, I hope he does get off. Like, <laughs> I know. You just get you get into that mode. I will say too that this is kind of an example. We've talked about this a little bit. But why Netflix is, you know, producing more popular shows. Not only the mode of like giving people a bunch to watch at once, but also the the ideas. Like, it's, you're taking an idea that has been used so much, and you're you're making fun of it as a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just an, a, a, an aspect of originality that we're not seeing on network as consistently. Yeah. Absolutely, it's sharp. Yeah. It's very very sharp. And also the fact that one of the Netflix's biggest things ever was making a murderer, mm-hmm. and this really is making fun of it. Right. And it's all the same. You know, it's all under the Netflix umbrella. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, for those looking uh, live during our video portion of the show, you'll see the Wayback Boys. Mm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, the thing I liked about this was, I think in the same way that Big Mouth nails middle school, this show really nails high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's actually been my favorite part of the pilot, was the fact that um, basically the frame story is that the documentary crew is like the high school AV club. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty clever, and I think they nailed a lot of the tropes of what a high school feels like. Mm. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of sort of like its portrayal of high school? I loved it. Um, I th- I went to an all girls school, fair enough. So we didn't necessarily get all of that, but we had the boys school, so it was fine. But we, I thought with this one, there was something specific um, about the character, like the the what was it called? The way where uh, the way back boys, the way back boys, they go right? Way back. <laughs> they go way back, and they know exactly like where he likes to poop and where he does not like to poop. <laughs> that was great. It was. I'm laughing now thinking about and it. And the cushy like toilet seats, I think they're weird too. And how yeah. how they described that that was funny. All of that, all of those little details made you really feel the age at where they were in, in yes. high school. And it's like, yeah, I can definitely see someone saying that in high school. It was, yeah, it was perfect. Definitely. Um, and I will say they're doing a good job with stakes. I mean, like, you can tell these guys know how to tell a story because, you know, he's got this girlfriend and will they make it? Yeah. And that stuff, I think, was maybe the reason I'm a play is because, like, I am 10% curious to see if he did it. Right. right. <laughs> and how he talked about his girl. That one scene, that was pretty good. I think that's my favorite scene. Yeah. Him talking about how he felt about her. Dude, like, I like. Yeah. He's like, dude, I mean, like, she makes me feel a way that other girls don't, like, make me feel. I mean, and they all have nice bodies. And yeah. She's got a big ass. Like, it was just nice perfect. Ass, but... It was so perfect. Yeah, he's doing I think Jimmy Tatro's turning in a nice performance yeah. here. He's, he's, he, I would say he's shined from a performance that, for me, in mm-hmm. Big Mouth, the the hormone monsters yes. shined. I say he is the star of this yeah, show. Yeah, he really is. And yeah. I think he's doing a good job. It's good casting. Yeah, and I mean, you're definitely rooting for the student. You go, oh, it's not that he just drew a bunch of penises. Right. I mean, you know, I get that that would be a bad thing in mm-hmm. high school, but at the same time, I just, I love, and not to give away spoilers, but what I think that you guys will find if you progress through this show is that the stakes continue to get higher, and it's a high school and social media age, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like, people, this is a phenomenon in, yeah. in a way with uh, all the dicks on the car. All the yeah. dicks on the car. Um, do you guys think you have to be a fan of true crime to enjoy this show? I don't. I mean, because I, I don't watch true crime. You don't watch true crime? Yeah. So, but I, you get the mode of mock documentary, mockumentary. Mm-hmm. We all consume documentaries. That's yeah. why it's good. It's not just for people who watch true crime. Yeah. yeah. I was telling the guys this story before we went on the air. My brother's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and I sent him this, and he had was at work, and he was sending me 
scribbles on doc like law documents of him like drawing dicks and he's like <laughs> i can't stop now that you showed me this show <laughs> and uh, you know what like it never dies guys like if you have a goofy weird gross sense of humor it's just gonna continue forever and Dude. that's why i loved both of these shows i know yeah. i think there actually is a lot of thematic similarities between these two shows mm-hmm. I think they both really get at a specific adolescent time mm-hmm. and focus on both the complexity and the immaturity of that time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that they kind of aired so close to each other. But I feel like if you like one of the shows, you'll probably like the other. So mm-hmm. if you're interested, I'd probably recommend both. <laughs> both of them, yeah. I'm just giggling and smiling talking about both of them. Yeah. And I'm a girl. <laughs> I don't have a penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that being said, one thing I was interested in was I'd love to see kind of an anthologized version of this show. I just said that the other day. Mm. But I, the title kind of locks it in, right? Yeah, that he, they're vandalizing something. I mean, I would like to see, like, next season, yeah. you know? They're, they can find a way around I that. think I would have... I hope they do, because I thought it'd be really funny to see, like, the mean girls, kind of like yeah. the Heathers of their school. It's like, who slipped the laxatives and all the yeah. girls' drinks, you know? <laughs> I just think, like, I love the idea of putting true crime around a really low-stakes crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if this season is a hit, I'd love... I think they could even do it better and approach another kind of mundane crime to build a show around. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. And, like, it's like... You know, when your kid does something super, says a swear word, right? If mm-hmm. your little kid says a swear word, you don't laugh, but you want to. Right. Or you maybe do a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what would you guys give this out of five? I'm a 4.8. I love it. Oh, man. I gave it a 3.5. Ooh. I, yeah, I'm definitely going lower than a big mouth. I think I'm thinking like 3.9. It's close to a 4. Close to a 4. But my lack of desire to revisit it as much makes it a lower. I'd yeah. be interested to hear another female's point on this. Which is good, yeah. Which Ladies, is, let yeah. us know in the comments. Let us know. I think it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we liked both shows, you guys. Yeah. Um, any other conversations that we need to have? Do we think there will be a second season of each of these shows? Big Mouth, definitely. I think American Vandal, too. I also just want to bring up the fact with American Vandal... Is that they teamed up with Funny or Die, which is a huge oh, comedy website. Interesting. And they those two produced this together, mm-hmm. which is at least one of the first of its kind in a way that we know about it. Yeah. That it's like Funny or Die and Netflix together are bringing this show. I get it, because it has a very sketch comedy feel. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you can feel the sketch comedy influences in the show. So Both of them, really. I yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Definitely. Well, um, for those of you guys who are fans of Netflix, we have some cool options for you. Um, I mean, obviously, our show is going to continue to cover Netflix shows mm-hmm. because they're putting out so many shows. Yeah. I mean, like they, there's a new David Fincher show coming out in a couple weeks called Mindhunter. That looks very good. Yeah. Um, so just stay, if, especially if you're a Netflix fan, stay tuned because we'll be talking about Netflix a lot. We also just launched a new show called Netflix News that's all about pickups, renewals, cancellations, mm-hmm. etc. on this exact channel. So check out our Netflix News show if you're interested in kind of TV news. Yeah. And, guys, this has been TV Pilot Reviews. Today we reviewed two new Netflix shows, um, Nick Kroll's Big Mouth and um, American Vandal, and we liked both of them. Press so play on both of them. Press, press play, play for us on both. Um, for those who have watched them, again, let us know what you think in the comments. And, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. I run a show on Fridays where we table read unproduced shows and movies called The Unproduced Table Read. That's on our sister network, Popcorn Talk. So um, if you're into pilots... Definitely check out that show because we're reading pilots. Awesome. 
Uh, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. Next week, we are restarting up the Riverdale After Show, Woo! which I'm obsessed with. I would love to talk about the pilot sometime if we ever have any downtime, because I loved it. If you guys haven't seen it, go on Netflix to watch the entire first season. Thanks, guys. And I am D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at TV and at D'Angelo on Instagram. Of course, as always, if you guys have shows you want us to watch yes. for you, we will. We, we would love to join in and have the, have you join, guys join in a comment in the live chat as well for that. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of CW, Sam, we will be covering a new CW show next week called Dynasty. Yes. It is a remake of an old soap opera, correct? Yeah. And it's Josh Schwartz who created a, sh- a lot of shows you've heard of. Gossip Girl, The O.C. Yep. So. Tune in. We'll be popping. We will have opinions. I suggested yeah. it if you didn't know. <laughs> She's excited. Of course she did. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next week when we cover CW's Dynasty. Deuces. Thanks. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.